Thank you for listening to this episode of Courtside Indiana Podcast. Please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate our rating and review. And you can reach us directly on our Courtside Indiana Twitter at CourtsideIND. Welcome to Courtside Indiana Podcast. I'm Jim Reamer, recording episode 188. Joined the, the, the quadcast is here. We all actually got to see games this week. We were all in Fort Wayne. Dominique Neely, Zach Tyler, Kyler Staley. Gentlemen, how was Zach, how was it watching basketball this weekend? Man, it was weird being in the gym for <laughs> for so many hours. I was there 8 in the morning, didn't leave till what was time we leave the gym then? 7.30 or something like that? That's when you, uh, yeah, I, I went, I did go back after dinner Saturday night. Okay. I had, there was a late night game with two Indiana teams. So it was kind of worth my while to just go back there and watch them. It was one of the teams I hadn't seen yet at all this, this summer. So that was, that was a pretty easy view. But yeah, Dominique, somebody, Kyler, somebody was blowing me crap about blowing Zach crap about, coaching soccer <laughs> really and my, and my comment was they were i mean they were kind of man, like you're giving zach a hard time for not going to games and coaching soccer I'm like no zach would rather probably be going to games <laughs> yeah sometimes <laughs> well i can't even remember who even said that now podcast listener over the weekend said it well yeah definitely i mean yeah, Zach and I, you know, we're Kyler and I are close, but it's like geographically, but and there's no other opportunity. I think Zach and I have been in the same room three times this whole time, <laughs> not not including the state finals three times. I was I'm glad to witness that. One of the yeah, few times. Uh, I've been around Kyler way more. <laughs> Dominique, you'll you you travel more, so you've you've been we've been to the same place a few times. Hell, you we've been in the same place more than Zach and I have been in the same place. <laughs> so, yeah, good games this weekend. It was fun. I'm any uh, we'll we'll talk about. I guess our experiences this weekend. We won't get into the full, like weekly thing we do during the school year. We're best games, but but. I am curious to see what everybody thought their best game of the week was. If we even paid attention, I, I, I and that may not even be a good ask. I'm not even sure if I know what the best game of the week I saw was. They kind of run together, man. Yeah, yeah they do. And I didn't stay for the the bracket. I mean, I was there from from beginning to almost end, but I left at what one o'clock on or twelve, probably twelve thirty on Sunday. And then That's right what, when I got there. Sunday. Yeah, you went back. So you went back for the Sunday late games. Yep. Kyler, were you, were, were you there that whole time? I uh, I was there from like 8 a.m. Saturday to like 5.30, something like that. Oh, you weren't there Sunday? No. Nah. Okay. Probably did one day. And Zach, you were just there Saturday? Right. Okay. All right, well, let's get get the recruiting update. Zach, you got it ready to roll. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Um, 
Trent Sisley's been busy. Uh, let's see, he's got Northwestern offer, Wisconsin offer, West Virginia offer. He's got a Central Florida offer. He's got a Notre Dame visit coming up here. What I say, June first, I believe. Uh, Jalen Harrelson, Wisconsin offer as well. Um, what else do we have? We've got KJ Windham has been busy from Ben Davis, twenty twenty four. He's got a Miami Ohio offer, Kent State offer, and a Long Island offer. Uh, Desmond Briscoe, twenty twenty five from Attics, Northern Illinois offer. And did he get another one? No. Uh, Xavier There's, Robinson had a couple him. offers. 2025 from LN. He got Central Florida also. And then Northern Illinois as well. You missed Kellen. a Windland, Windland or Wyndham offer. Oh, did I miss a Wyndham? Oh, there it is. Murray State. Sorry. Yeah, that, Murray yeah, State further also. Further down the yeah. Uh, Kellen Pickett with a Central Florida offer. 2025 from Blackhawk Christian. And Braylon Mullins, Greenfield Central. 2025 Miami, Ohio. Luke Ertle, 2026 offer from Mount Vernon, got a uh, UAB offer. Josiah Gustin, Pendleton Heights, 2024 Northern Kentucky offer. And a couple commitments we had, well, Braden Shrewsbury is going to Notre Dame where his father is. Yeah, we and never I, took him out of the database. Yeah. So. And then Cooper Bean committed to Indiana State. Well, he's a, he'll be a walk on. He'll yeah. be a walk on there, yeah. And then Logan Iams followed Shrews and yeah. to Notre Dame. I still haven't mastered the uh, the idea of a decommit, erasing the commit off of our uh, various locations on the website. I still have to figure that out that's a little in-house a little in-house cleaning anything anything stand out there guys anybody i thought the cooper bean to indiana state to me came out of nowhere a little bit i understand he's gonna be a walk-on but right i didn't know that there was interest there well i don't know that we often know a lot about walk-on situations it's it's usually a lot of back channeling Usually a head coach, head a high school coach will call a college coach, and it will will grow from there. And it's not the I don't think it's the normal recruiting process. I you know I just think the kid wants an opportunity to play at the highest level possible, and you know we'll see. There there's a lot of good walk on stories over the years, but still so few of them ever get a chance to get meaningful minutes but it's a lot of work and it does also depends on what you want to do again i remember when johnny jager left wabash for being one of the best freshmen in the country at the division three level to go to indiana to walk on and again a kid that i knew him i knew him all through shoot i had that age group i knew him all through middle school and then i could he played for us at 17 and under i I question why he did it. The thought of not playing is just like, eh. but he wanted to get in the coaching. So he thought, well, if I can prove how hard of a worker I am playing it in, you know, walking on in Indiana, then I can walk into a job. And he did. <laughs> then promptly got out of coaching. So, <laughs> <laughs> but he's doing well. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's, 
he will he will have a very fine career and lifestyle living in Bloomington and yeah, just as his family does. They've they've got some rental properties, I think some Airbnbs too, uh that they uh manage. I think he's kind of maybe heading in that direction. Not a bad business. Especially living as close to a couple of those lakes down there, plus Brown County. They've got some uh I think they've I think they're kind of doing some decent things down there. Tell me about Josiah Gustin, Jim. I know he uh haven't seen him play for Pendleton Heights, and I think he plays for an out of state AAU team. So he does. I don't know, have, have you seen him? Yeah. He used to play yeah, for I, you, didn't he? No. Um no. no. I saw him two seasons ago and they were Pendleton Heights was in the Warsaw tournament. I saw him at that. Yeah, we tried. We 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 definitely tried to get him this year. I don't um he plays for all Ohio Select, so it's not like a team that plays on a circuit, like a big, like a shoe circuit. I, I don't know why he necessarily did that, but I mean, he's six seven, six eight. He's skilled. I, I like him a lot. I, he's, I think he's. I've got him right at the low D one level, and that's you know right where he's checking in at. I think his jump shot's got potential to be. He could end up being a guy that if he could put on weight and maintain it and, and not have it impact other parts of his like agility and quickness. And I mean, he's not super quick, but he's definitely mobile for a six, seven, six, eight kid who um, handles it. Well, he's not, he's not a guard. He, he's, he's definitely a skilled forward. Um, long. He's, yeah. Long improving defensively. I, I remember when he was a sophomore, he, he took some lumps, not being maybe the best rebounder he needed to be during the school season. Um, I, I think he's one of the better forwards in the class, and I don't know why the disconnect on the team he left, uh, you know, in a class that's not super great. He was one of the better forward, you know, one of the better forward pieces in that class, and that's we we targeted him. But then he ended up going out of state. So um, he's, you know, he's he, he could end up being a kid – if he can put on 25 pounds and and really improve his skill, he could end up being a guy. I hate talking about these terms. I hate the transfer portal, but he could end up, end up being a kid that transfers up. So I don't know if he compares to Ali Ali. I'm just trying to think of somebody in your area. Ali Ali kind of came out of nowhere from my perspective. Does um, he play on the perimeter like that or? He he can yeah okay. He's definitely not a post up player. I mean he he could post up you know he could post up mismatches and certainly does on their schedule on Pendleton's schedule. I mean they're at a good conference, but it's not a conference full of you know full of D one guys. You know it's not. You know it's Newcastle, it's Connorsville, it's Delta, it's it's. Greenfield Central, it's Mount Vernon. Now there'll be some D one guys, you know, rolling through there here pretty soon. But New Pal, that's a good conference. Um, but he's one of the better athletes in that conference. They they've been down for a little bit. They've just not been able to piece multiple guys in, in a class together for for a while. 
it's a killer man when you're a 4A school and you only have one middle school. It's just it's just rough. Trying to compete, trying to develop guys. That's most the most 4As have what? One or most 4As have two, maybe? Two. Well, yeah, I mean a lot of the big and that's where the rubber hits the road on you know, for the differences in 4A, people talk about enrollment. It's not really enrollment. It, and I realize the the bigger you, you know, the more students you have, the more you have a need for middle school. But, but, you know, the Carmel having three, you know, North Central having three, Noblesville having two, HSC, Fishers basically splitting four. Um. Even Lawrence Township is down to one each. That that's kind of crazy. You know, Mount Vernon just has one right now. I'll be anxious to see how long that lasts, actually, because they've got a pretty large area where their school district or their school boundaries are. But yeah, it's I mean it's advantage when you can you can realistically develop three or four kids in a middle school. You know, Carmel's trying to, you know. You get three middle schools, you're cranking out 12 kids coming in ready to play. And you've got seven, you probably got seven kids at each middle school who get a lot of playing time. So they're rolling in 21 kids every class who saw a lot of playing time at the middle school level. Now, a lot of those guys end up going to other schools, but especially players. 13 through 21 if 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 basketball matters that much to them some of them are multiple sport guys who end up starring other sports but but no i mean i i guess that's too far down a tangent there but gustin's no he's a nice player i i would imagine he's going to get multiple opportunities at this level you know in northern kentucky see something in him he's a, he's a skilled 6 foot 7 6 foot 8 forward I like him. I, I'd like to see what he can guard. I mean, I think he can guard his position, which I view as a four. But, you know, I'd like to see what happens if he's in a switching situation, what happens, how he handles ball screens against a lot of quickness. See, most of their games, he's the best athlete on the floor, one of. So he doesn't get he doesn't really get exposed. And I don't know how they guard action like that, but he doesn't really get exposed athletically on his schedule. I'd like to see how high how high up the ladder it goes before he gets exposed. Or you know you know what I mean. Right. Like yeah, he's well, a nice player. What do we think about the twenty twenty six offer? I was getting ready to say, is that our first 2026? Could be. I'm going to check. I'm going to check myself, too. I love databases. It is our <laughs> first 2026 offer. I think other than that, nothing really surprising on here. Cicely Harrelson, Xavier Robinson, I know we all really like him. Yeah. Braylon Mullins is expected to get offers like that. Well, Kellen Pickett, his first. There's Pickett. a high major right there. Yeah. How about, how about UCF just coming in? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Johnny D. I know. Well, Indiana kids will go south. 
<laughs> is that Pickett? That's Pickett's first offer. Yeah. So, yeah. The other kids will also come back north. <laughs> Get a little homesick. That is true. Man, if you do that, you're, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Joey Hart over under two seasons at UCF. <laughs> I don't know. Under on it. I don't know about that. I think that would have to be that. That's not that's not gonna have anything to do with homesickness. I think that would have to do with playing time or role. I mean, I don't know. You're, I mean, basically, you're banking on him not going down there and having any future. I, I think he's. I think he's kind of a quiet assassin. I, I. I think he'll raise his. I think he'll raise his level up and figure it out. But I, mean, I wouldn't break my heart to see him go to Indiana State or Evansville and make. I mean, that was part of the discussion. Although Ball State was, I think Ball State was his second choice. That's what. I, that's what I heard. Yeah, Ball State was his second choice. I think there was some idea about going to Indiana state and being part of, you know, being part of whatever turnaround a new coach could bring. And obviously Indiana state, I think had a pretty, pretty good year. They hit a, they hit a a wall at some point during the Missouri Valley, but they, they bounced back, but he, um, they led the nation in technicals. Did you know that Indiana state (laughs) did? (laughs) Fun fact. are we talking about from a coaching perspective or the, the no, players? Players. Really? Nothing wrong with playing a little edge. <laughs> well, I mean, if it's costing you points. So what do we think about the Ertle thing? 26. I mean, it had to happen at some point, but. Yeah. Is that the one? Yeah. I, I mean, that he would be the first one to get an offer. I didn't, I wouldn't have thought that. But he's, he's a. I He's like a starting him. quarterback, right, for the football team. Yeah, I like. I mean, I love that kid. Yeah, I do too. He's on my list to talk about later, so yeah, I'll save it. I need to see more of him. Well, I, you know, I mean, I'm not not super sure on how great this class is. You know, I've got some. You know, I've got some thoughts we can talk about, you know, in a different podcast, but but right now it's it's you take away Florida Badunga and, and that's what this class is looking like. Although there's a couple sleepers out there that that I'm and there's no size in this class at all. It's 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 You're just talking twenty six? Yeah, twenty six, yeah, yeah. But we are going to talk about the class of 2025. That's on the agenda here before we get into the games we saw this weekend. We uh, we ready for that or any more recruiting talk? I think we're ready to go. Callum Pickett, third best player in the class. Fight me. Let's go. I got I got a Xavier Robinson. Uh, I still, I still think I'm on the Xavier Robinson train there. Nah. He is. For right he's, now. 
Love me some Xavier Robinson, man. I think he is. I think he's a high major kid. Yeah, I think Kellen's going to be one too, though. I think he's yeah. well, he's already he's he's already got that offer. So yeah, he's got him a he's got him a power six offer. Look at us, yeah. you fighting for a Fort Wayne guy, me fighting for an Indy guy. Jeez. Right. Well, I, you know the thing is, is I I think that his skill at six eight. He's a better catch and shoot guy than Sisley. He's got a quicker release. Um, I think he's maybe a little bit a little better playmaker off the dribble. Not that Pickett's out there breaking people down, but he's he sees people. Now I didn't get a chance to watch Sisley play this weekend. I did not watch them this weekend. He's gotten, yeah, he's it looks like he's got more explosive since the last time I've seen him. Has he? Uh, and quicker. Yeah. And they were, you know, they were passing the ball to him a lot this this weekend. Well, they were missing some dudes, so <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they yeah. were. Some will be back, some maybe not. <laughs> I will say the chemistry looked a whole lot better this weekend. So I've got my top seven. Harrelson, Sisley, Pickett, Robinson, Briscoe, Mullins, Townsend. And I I stop there from a perspective of I think there's a pretty I've not seen Dominic Murphy play yet, period. Summer, school season, not at all. Him playing for Mean Streets isn't helping that. Not that not that he should care about that part, but I'm saying that doesn't has, isn't helping me any or helping us any. Were they even there? Mean their Street? 17s? He, he plays for their 16s, right? Or does Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, their 16s. Were they there? Their 16s were there. Yeah, oh, George Hill played them. Oh crap! George Hill played them at Sport One, beat them by two, I think. And I wish the Seventeens were there. Would have been another great team. Yeah. Well, then I screwed that up. I don't know why. Why did I think he? I guess I thought he played up because he played up when he was here in Indiana. I don't know. We had this talk after the state finals about Pickett, and I think I settled him in on five. But I, I think the things that he was doing this weekend. I mean, he caught a ball mid mid post, front front pivoted and tried to go up two hands and dunk on it, dude. I mean, he looks like he's out there just trying things to see if it works, and it's and luckily for him, not luckily, but I mean, he's I'm, I'm sure he, I know he puts in a lot of work. You know, I know one of the guys he works with. Um, it's working. He's pick and pop. He's catch and shoot. It's 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 in and out quickly. It came off a screen. He's he hit that three. He moves well without the basketball. You know credit credit their sixteen year old coach Austin Everton. They're out there running things. That's good. Um, doubles. They had a, a single. They had a stagger screen. 
for a cutter. Pickett was the second second screener. Curl cut. He popped out. Actually, it wasn't a he curled the first screen, not not him. So curled over the first screener. He re, basically then he bounced off. He bounced off as the second screener back to the three point line. His man dove down a little bit to help on the cutter, and and he was wide open, and he caught and hit that three, drove a close out. I mean, he's just. You know, we're talking about semantics. Like, it doesn't change where I think – none of this changes where I think any of these guys are going to be recruited, except for I think it's going to change where I – in my mind, where Pickett gets recruited and he comes – he checks in with his first offer as a high major offer. So, you know, and I was texting you guys this – or messaging you guys this during the game. So this isn't something that I'm reacting to because of Central Florida – but I, I think he's – I think he's – I don't know. I think if you're nitpicking lists, he's my number three. And I've got Robinson four. I didn't watch them this weekend. I'd already seen him play. I should have watched him play 16-year-olds. But I'm sure – I know I'll get other chances to see him because I'm going to see him play in two weeks, if nothing else. Yeah, I love, I love Pickett, man. I, I watched him play against Malachi Marino and in Indiana Elite. Uh, 16s in the semifinal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it was a really good matchup. And um, he was good. I mean, it, you know, offensively, I think he hit two threes. I think he was like two for four or five from three. Um, I would say it wasn't his best offensive game, but he definitely affected Marino. Marino was getting, you know, a decent position, but, hit, you know, Pickett was challenging everything, and Marino couldn't finish anything at the rim. Um, and then even, you know, off, you know, he's guarding Marino guy drives baseline. He's sprinting over and blocking one off the board. You know, he goes after blocks. He goes after rebounds. He plays super hard. He's really, um, you can tell he's got a competitive edge to him. Um, yeah, I love, look, I love, uh, love pickets. Not saying he's going to get to this level, but look, look where the, look where the NBA draft is going right now. It's it's these dudes. You know, granted, we're talking about guys that are maybe that are more athletic, but it's the the six seven, six eight dude who can guard multiple positions, who can protect the rim, who can shoot, um, and who can put the ball on the floor a little bit. Now, again, he's not he's starting out in straight line drives. He's not out breaking people off. I don't want to act, act like he's some primary or even a hell even a secondary ball handler now he might have to be for blackhawk next year <laughs> one or the other he might have to be he may have to be the primary ball handler at some point i got two uh, guards back that play. yeah yeah it didn't come from me that yeah. didn't come from me um but and again i you know Six eight super skilled to me translates a little bit better than six one. Yeah, sure. You know, and I make it sound like it's six one, like he's super short. He's not, you know. I mean, Xavier's a super athlete, which sucks. Is the one time I watched LM play last year, it was against New Pal. He got hurt, and we didn't play that game. Yeah, I was at that game. I was very disappointed. 
but he was he was I've seen them play a couple times earlier as they were playing up when they had Merriweather. And he's been he's been really good. So he's uh, this is extremely long, man. He's long. Yeah, he is. Yeah, Jeez. this is this isn't me thinking less of Robinson. This is just me thinking uh, buying way more in into Pickett. I just think there's things even he does better than Sisley. And he's going to have an easier time guarding Marino than Marino is guarding him. And that's a dude that's already committed to Purdue, a school that is very good at targeting bigs who develop. And they haven't missed on a lot of bigs lately. Uh, so if, if if they've got Marino, they 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 think pretty highly of him, and I think Pickett. You know, I saw. Um, you know, AAU. There's no scouting. There's no. You know, there's very little scouting. There's very little game planning. So he's guarding Gavin. Marino is guarding Gavin Betton during one of the earlier games. Well, earlier in the tournament, but Saturday night. No, it was. No, it was the game I saw Sunday morning. And Benton's just blowing right by Marino. Now Briscoe's there waiting for him, but so it wasn't like he was getting off scot free. But Marino had no shot at guarding Benton. I, I can't imagine that if Pickett was was maybe aggressive, that he couldn't have done the same thing. But I, I also know Lafferman was Brandon Lafferman, who coaches that sixteen-year-old. Grand Park team was scouting and was trying to create matchups and and was definitely telling Betton when you ca- every time you catch it you drive and he did every time he caught it he drove. Is this going to be a short conversation? Everybody got is that everybody's top seven in some way, shape, or form, or anybody else got anybody else sneaking in there, or do they want to have more input on Murphy? I mean, I got Mark Zachary. Right around that area. So, who's think? your top seven, Jim? In order: Harrelson, Sisley, Pickett, Robinson, Briscoe, Mullins, and and Townsend. Yeah, that's mine. That would be those would be the guys in my top seven. We think yeah. Zachary Zachary goes football or no? Well, yeah. and that's the thing. I mean, to me, those are all the definite. Those guys are all definite mid-major or or higher guys, and from there it drops off. And I, for me, it drops off. And it, and and I'll be honest, for me, it drops off because I've got my next block of guys are like, well, basically it's just Murphy, Zachary, and then just uh, what about the uh, Kineski? I'm saying his last name right. Yeah, that's right. Chase Kaneski. Yeah. Yeah, not not there yet. Kinesny. Not I mean, he's not too he's not too far down. I mean, he's not <clears throat> He's not gonna be able to defend like these guys. No. Yeah, I mean he's not too too far down the list. I think I've got him two or three at the three spot. Tell us about Murphy, Zach. You've seen him, right? Yeah, I saw him uh, early on last year before they started winning games after they switched coaches. Uh, it was a lot of just him. 
trying to do things himself, but his body's great, good size. Loves is getting to the rim, loves getting transitioned. He's athletic. He's athletic, yeah. I mean, I saw something. I, there was a video put out on him. He, he looked like he wasn't super. He's not super athletic, but he's the size is what helps for him. Because Townsend is Townsend out, pops athletically. Right. Yeah, and I think Townsend shoots it better than Murphy too. Just okay. for a little, little bit, I saw Townsend on Saturday. But I mean Murphy, he he should be in this conversation. I would, I think, I think, uh, I, it's a good spot for him with these other guys. Town, Townsend's got to get a little bit more assertive off the ball, whether that be vocally or with movement. Obviously, I would prefer movement. Um, you know, it's a ball screen heavy system that they have there in the summer. You know, and a lot of the rest of it is space and, you know, and, and there's there's times where he he doesn't get super involved in, in the half court. You know, but he's, you know, then he can turn around and create a lot of havoc defensively. When he's when he's focused, he's, he's got a chance to be kind of a lockdown caliber defender. Now, Mullins this week and... and well, I'll, I'll wait and get into Braylon when we start talking about what we actually saw this weekend. Because I thought he took a step this weekend. And that's a kid I've seen a lot, so I could nitpick things on him, good and bad. Someone told me over the week, someone told me, was it Sunday morning, they didn't think he was a Division One player. And I was like, oh, come on, man. Ow. Yeah, that's... Ow. He's a division one player, yeah. He's a division, yeah. He's a division, that's, about, just, yeah. that's about the biggest hot take I've heard in a long time. And it was a younger guy. It was like, eh. Mm-hmm. And he have a reasoning why he why he didn't think so. <laughs> no, no, not I didn't probe it, <laughs> but I think a lot of that can be too is sometimes timing. Look, there's there's times where. Braylon's a streaky shooter, man. And I, you know, I've plays with Dylan Moles, who I've coached, and I saw him play a ton. And he's a streaky shooter. And I think one of the evaluations I wrote is his best asset is being able to score off the dribble. All these guys strive to be movement shooters and and guys who have various for he does air, he does all of that. And, you know, if there's ever games where he gets caught just shooting jump shots, like from the three, like stationary shots and not getting a whole lot of movement, I I can see where you think maybe he looks a little less than what others are saying about him. But when he's going up at the rim and, you know, damn near tip dunking misses and, and, adjusting in the air as he gets to the as he finishes and you know hop backing you know he's got the he's got the strength to hop back into I mean I guess I'm just gonna talk about him now. I mean he can he gets mid range and he can finish in either direction. He can get he can go one one wide step and get right to the rim or he can hop back and and create separation that way and hit an open, you know, and create an open jump shot for himself. Um, 
stationary sometimes he when he's stationary sometimes he um embellishes his release if that if that makes sense to people he exaggerates it and comes off his hands kind of thick i think when he's on the move he's not thinking as much about it and it just kind of pop, it just kind of pops off his hands but i think the, the 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 earlier thing i just said about is when he's stationary that gets better and then this weekend he hit those or at least he did on sunday i didn't see any 17 year old teams play until sunday morning You know, and then he shot the ball well in their their semifinal game or their quarterfinal game against uh, Grand Park. He was the best player on the floor that game. I don't even think it was close. He was the best player on the floor. So, see the game I seen them against Indy Heat, the semifinal game. No one really stood out. I mean, no one really separated themselves for Indian Elite in that game. They all just played pretty well. Yeah. Um, but uh, but no, I, I noticed that he can obviously shoot, but I had down that he can – he's got a little wiggle, right? He can mm-hmm. kind of get off the, the dribble and, and get past guys. He had a couple of nice floaters. Um, so, yeah, I, I really liked him. And like I said, he it wasn't like he went out and scored 20 points or something like that, but – he might have had, you know, nine or so, but you could just tell that he's one of those dudes that could play Division One, and and uh, I definitely like what I saw from him. When he jumps like his dad, I think he handles the ball better. I'd I'd have to be one of those things where Josh will hear this. Maybe we'll we'll end up having a discussion later. I I think he handles the ball better than his dad did at that age. Um. Now his dad played with 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 um, with oh gosh dang it Hamilton um, John Hamilton John that's the dad's name uh, it might be John Junior I'm getting old dude um, <laughs> so basically they had two D one guys there at Greenfield you know and I don't know how much I don't know I don't remember who else they had on that team if I know they were good but. I, I just think Braylon handles it a little bit better than what his – I don't know why that matters, but just thinking that I saw Josh play quite a bit in high school, and, and you know, he's explosive like that. I think when he he elevates, he, he can adjust in the air. He's pretty fluid off the move. And like you said, he's got some, he's got some shake to him, and I, I think it helps him finish when he's in mid paint because he can go any direction he can snake a guy coming off a ball screen he can i mean even if he gets by even without the ball screen he gets by him he gets by his defender he's going to snake in front of him and and keep his defender on his back and, and finish he's um i think his next two years he'll challenge these guys like Harrelson for and Sisley for being leading scorers in the state. I mean, he's clearly going to be their go-to guy, and he's he's got he has got all the different finishes. Frisco struggled offensively. You guys games you guys watched. Yeah, 
against Cindy Heat. Yeah, he didn't do much. He did have a nice block on Pickett. I remember that. Yeah. Um, that playground game we watched. He he played well. Yeah. On Saturday. Now the the flip of that is I've been very impressed with him defensively on the perimeter. Yeah. And again, when you you play on a team that's pretty that can be balanced at times, and you know they're not running stuff for him. I mean, the you can get you could kind of get lost in the shuffle and, and still be really darn good. But you know where where I think he's getting some good reps is playing with Marino, where he's guarding a lot of times perimeter players. And I think that's really showing his his ability. Because that was one of the things I noticed during the school season was that he would sometimes he'd get caught on a switch and would do a really good job. And I think he's translated that into he can just guard people on the perimeter. Now, whether he can guard people coming through screens and series of screens, you know, I don't know. But there ain't a whole lot of that going on right now. So he's able to guard people in, in, in space. And for a guy who's trying to stretch out his game to be a four, he's he's I think he's proven he can do he can do that. I don't know. I, I wanted to talk through some of these top guys because I think this class is shaping up to be better than what we thought it was going to be. Uh and I still don't have a handle on on it past number seven as far as you know, if we're how deeply we're ranking kids. We're we're not the stuff that college coaches see, they're not we're not ranking too deeply as a in, in the class as a whole, saving most of that for position ranks. But but to me that's that's a clear top seven. And and Zach, maybe are you the strongest of the other three who thinks Murphy's in that discussion? Yeah, I was I would say he is. I th- but like I said, I think he's good right there at eight. Yeah, Dominique, you've not seen him yet. Just highlights, and not in person. Yeah, not even on stream, like in a, in an actual game. Yeah, and the UIBL stuff was free, so I don't know what. I mean, I don't know. I guess I just didn't think about. And, and certainly, Mark Zachary is as impactful as any of these guys are. I mean. He shined on a on a team that went undefeated, won a state championship. Big game, Mark. Yeah, <laughs> we are going to talk about him later, or I am. The high school claw. <laughs> are you just coming up with a bunch of nicknames for him? <laughs> no, I just I saw that on social media and it stuck. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, he's he's fun to watch. He's definitely fun to watch. He's competitive. He plays with purpose. I I, lo- I really like him. I you, you get a better chance. You get a better feel for him when he's not playing with. And this is not a knock on, not a knock on anybody. You get a better feel for what he really is when he's not playing with two senior guards. You know, and and the the ball is going to be in his hands next year for Ben Davis. It's going to be him and Wyndham. And I mean, if they can figure out a way to get rebounds. Who knows? They may challenge. Well, Flanagan. Yeah. I mean, Donnie's going to be a nice piece. 
Gotta save save him for the transfer pod. They've already got a couple of enrollees at Ben Davis, evidently. Dehani Flanagan's one of them from Franklin Central. And the other one is I gotta look up his name. I can't remember it. Caleb Milan from Cecina. Reportedly, both those guys are enrolled at Ben Davis. Um, but, you know, you get a better feel for all that come March. All right. What were some of the good things we saw? Zach, what were some of the good things you saw? Some of the best things you saw this weekend? Or I guess it would just be Saturday. Some of the best things. Uh, it, it was just good to see some guys that I don't usually see during the regular season. Um, I guess that was my biggest thing. I, I've got a couple names written down that of guys that I don't normally see, but then I have a couple names written down of guys I usually do see. So we'll it was do just that. a good, good mix Go. for me. Go, Cook. <laughs> Cook. Cook, Zach. Um, <laughs> so some normal guys for me. They had some decent, some decent games. Justin Sims. Uh, he had a big game, uh, the second game on Saturday. 20-some points, 12 rebounds, a handful of blocks, I think, is what he had in that game. He showed showed outside shooting, can knock down a three. I like to see him put the ball on the floor a little more uh, from out there, though, try to get to the rim. Loves to hunt blocks. Um, Not sure he's a – I don't know if he's a D1 guy. Just because I know his motor can be off a little bit sometimes, uh, but but NAIA maybe D two level, depending on what you're looking for. But he'd be really good at NAIA right now. I feel like, but definitely has an opportunity to grow this season. Sunday morning, he had one of those perfect blockout deals where he did a great job blocking out, but the guy still got the rebound because he just he didn't compete for it. Yeah. That, to me, that's – I don't know. I've never seen him not do – I've never seen him – so when you say that, I've ne- I've never seen him not have a good motor. But for him, the just, key is his outside shot. Right, and he, he was knocking some of those down. Good. Uh, I, I just – talking to some coaches, it's, they worry about the motor for him and – Consistently, I think, is what it is. More, it's consistent. They when see he's that not, the school. not with the ball, and he's kind of disengaged from the game a little bit, maybe. And they see that during the school season too. Yeah. Who'd you see new? Uh, uh, Isaac Andrews from Wapahani. Yeah. Really liked his game. Talk about motor. That's your dude. That's got a motor all the time, right? I mean. Flying all over the place, knocking down outside shots, a little sneaky athletic. Uh, he doesn't not afraid to put the ball on the floor, rebounds it well, I feel like, defends well. He did a lot of a lot of things well uh for Graham Park. Also a twenty twenty four. Yeah, that group is struggling. Ooh. But he, he does he shoots it super well, and he he probably handles it a little bit better than I thought. I mean, I mean, and I mean that from the standpoint of obviously he play, plays against better athletes in the summer, and just the couple of views I've seen this you know the last two years, he's he's held his own. 
Yeah, I was really impressed with him. I liked him a lot. Anybody, Kyler? Kyler, you focused on all the IU high major dudes this week. Anything? You know, anything, anything stand out differently than what? Like, who were some of the guys you targeted for? Let's go there. Who were? Who well, were a yeah, handful of guys you target? You targeted the four guys that I mostly primarily watched was Trent Sisley, uh, Floyd Bedunga, Travis Perry, and then John Jonathan Powell from a Midwest basketball club. Um, okay. But I mean, I mean, Sicily to me, he's really the guy that stood out the most out of all those guys. I mean, call what you want. I mean, without Cannon Catchings or Jalen Hills and there, it's like, you know, Sicily was much more involved and he's more of a go-to guy for them. Um, I thought his versatility was really, really, really sharp um, throughout the games that I watched. I think it was two games. Um, putting up a lot of points. He's aggressive. He's defending, um, you know, just probably his best showing, in my opinion, since the AAU season started. Um, and then other than that, I mean, it was good for me to finally get a chance to see a lot of the top in-state guys, you know, not necessarily just for IU, but, you know, I've uh, been focusing on EYBL the past two weeks and everything. Um, it's just good to see all the local guys, you know. A couple guys that stood out to me, Javon Lewis, um, playing for Indy Heat 2024. Um you know, Dominique talked him up pretty well and everything, and he backed it up. I mean, dude's really quick. You know, he's great with the ball. It's um, Dominique's godson, isn't it? Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Should be. But, uh, <laughs> great. Yeah, I liked him. He's great. I mean, he's lights out shooter. I, I think he, in the game I watched his, I think he at least had, what, like five threes, something like that. Um, And then the other guy that I was really, really impressed with was on Kyle Guy Elite, uh, Drew, and I can't pronounce his last name. You know what I'm talking about, Jim? Ron uh, Colley did. Kigaris. Ron Colley. Yeah. Really like him. Yeah, Kegaris. Yeah, he's tough. He's tough. I mean, he did all the hustle plays. You know, he can shoot the ball. You know, he can drive and everything, too. But I, I just really liked his motor and everything, what he brought. And I thought Tucker Tornada looked really good as well. Um, I think he got, what, a UND offer out of that? Did right he? Here? I, I think so. That's what, that's what I got. Uh, I, I do a poor job of following these dudes on social media. Kyle Guy Twitter account let me know about it. Nice. So, whoever's running that. But yeah, Tucker was great. Not me. He's a he's he's a phenomenal rebounder. I'll yes, he is. Yeah, just great, great rebounder. And he hustles. Man, he's not he's not the quickest player on the floor and everything, but I mean he he plays hard. And that's where I really like to see all the bigs. But I mean, overall, it was just good to finally see all these teams. I mean, Grand Park Premier. Even though they are struggling a little bit, this is the first time I was able to watch them this year. Um, got to see Jack Benner and Isaac Andrews. You know, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Isaac Andrews. Um, love how tough he is and everything. But you know, overall, I thought it was just a really good day for me to watch these games and everything. So, fun times. My uh, favorite thing about Tucker Tornada is his passing. Yep. I mean, on top of, I mean, it's just. You run a lot of offense through him, and he is—he's—he's uh, he's a tremendous passer. Where is this offer at? I haven't seen. And I'll, I'm going to correct myself. It's IU East, not UND. Sorry. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that I saw. I'll quit. I can quit scrolling now. They are Kobe Ball, great pickup for Kyle Guy Elite too. Yeah, he was the game I saw. I, all of them, everybody was coming up short. 
too much go-karting the night before. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> they had a good time. They all went, all three teams up there went go-karting and putt-putt and having a good time. Meanwhile, I was still watching basketball. They did. I will say they did struggle versus Midwest Basketball Club. Um, yeah, that's a, a good bit. team, though. You can have the guys that match with them when it came down to it. So, And Gabe Cups' dad's a great coach and everything. He always puts a really – he, he coaches them up really well. Do they run stuff? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, their warm-ups where they were putting plays together and everything like that. Yeah, they run their motion offense and warm-ups. <laughs> and, their, and their best player comes off the bench, so – I've had that at times. Had that at times. The uh, um, yeah, Kobe's been a good addition for that group. But Tagaris is is just, I think he's one of the best shooters in the class, and he can score off the dribble. He's he's not. He's not as athletic as some of these guys are, but he can definitely get to his spots and and hit shots. And that's being able to shoot off the move is is, is becoming a. They talk about mid range shooter, you know, pull up jump shot, whatever it is. It's basically a movement shooter. Anybody can score off the dribble. Anybody who can catch off screens, he's got all that. And he's, I think he's got some questions to answer defensively, when it comes to his recruiting. Um, but there were about a dozen Division One schools watching them play their one of their games, specifically one of their games in in their hoop group tour league here in Indianapolis, and he went off. So hoping that at least draws them some more looks. He he had a they had, that team they had a few followers there for the, for the weekend. That was nice to see. And hopefully that continues through June. People get up here and watch, you know, the Charlie Hughes Classic. I don't know if Ron Colley's playing that or not. I think Evansville Memorial's coming up for it. Just think about some of those guys you named. Who was the other guy you liked? Oh, Andrews. Pretty sure yeah. Wapahani plays in it. Yeah. he. I think Isaac Andrews is probably my dark horse favorite player to watch in the 2024 class. He's got it. He he plays. I like that he plays fast without getting. It's gonna sound silly sometimes, but he plays fast without getting sped up. Yeah, meaning he's he's under control. He can play. He could you know he could push tempo without without losing you know all sense of what he's supposed to be doing. And there's not a soft bone in his body on the floor. No. Anything else pop for you? No, I mean, not on top of my head. I mean, those are just kind of the guys that I remember that really stood out to me. Well, Dominique, what? what I got some... three guys I'll talk about since uh, some a lot of my guys have been talked about. Um, but I wanted to start with Keenan Garner uh, from Fishers, twenty twenty four. Played played with the top team this uh, this weekend with the Indiana elites top team. And um, I talked to his dad after the game and just told him like what he did was, I mean, he, in the championship game, he came off the bench and just played his role. They needed, they needed someone who was physical, can defend, rebound, 
because Midwest Basketball Club is kind of exploiting uh, Josiah Dunham because Midwest plays a bunch of – they have one small point guard, but everyone else out there is 6'4", six, 6'5", six, or bigger and all can shoot and play in the post. And they were trying to get the matchup of Josiah Dunham guarding one of those 6'5 kids, and he was kind of getting scored on a lot. So they had to put Deke Garner in. He came in grabbing rebounds. He scored like six straight, hit two free throws just had a huge stretch and I just noticed like he's playing his role like that's his role in the team he's playing it to a T and that's what I think a lot of kids need to learn from because I I watch one kid out of state kid come in off the bench every time he touched the ball he's trying to score it every single time yeah. he missed three in a row they took him out and he's got his hands in the air like why am I coming out it's like <laughs> that's clearly not your role man you gotta like not everyone's the number one not a, not everyone's the number one dude on the team so he, he just played his role really well and uh, strong hands, rebound well, like I said, scored in the paint. Like I said, I told his dad that after the game, and he was appreciative of it. But just I thought, I thought he had a good weekend off the bench for, for the Indiana Elite's top team. Um, Jackson Fugit from uh, Northside 2024 plays for Indy Heat Red. I think everyone that's watched him understands that he's a catch-and-shoot three guy. In the game I watched him against Wisconsin Playground, I don't think he even stepped out to the three-point line. He was all inside um, for them, which was different to see. All of his buckets came right at the rim. He had a drop-step dunk. His athleticism's there. Um, so I was really nice to see from him because, like I said, everything I've seen has been all, all catch and shoot three. And I've always wanted to see him kind of get to drive in and do some other things. And that game, he literally didn't go out to the perimeter which I don't know if that was designed or or what, but it was kind of different to mm -hmm. see. Um, and then the last kid I want to talk about, we talked about earlier, was Luke Girdle, um, freshman from Mount Vernon. Uh-oh. Dominique freezing. We lost me. him. You got me? There we go. There now we go. Now we back. got you. Luke Girdle, go. Luke Girdle. Played up. Luke Ertl has entered the, entered the chat. <laughs> Played up with the 16s Indiana Elite team. And what I like about him the most, and I seen him last for the first time last summer at Charlie Hughes against Penn, he took the challenge of guarding Marcus Burton that game. And now it, it didn't go well for him, but he <laughs> he competed super hard. I mean, it wasn't like Marcus was just – Marcus had 38 that game, but it wasn't like he was just – you know, he, he was getting challenged. It was, it was, he had to work for his 38 and, and the kid, you know, the eighth grader rising freshman at the time is taking on that challenge and being competitive and wanting the challenge. And then this game uh, for Indy heat 16s, Greg Lawson from Detroit. So he got, he has an Arkansas offer, Mississippi state, some sec offers already. He was going nuts uh, to start the game. I think he had 18 of Indy heats first 20 points. And Ertl came in the game, went right on him, and was, you know, I think he, he hit a couple more shots on him, but um, I think he ended with, I think he had 18 to start and ended with like 21. Um, Ertl just, you know, he just takes on the challenge, um, is competitive, but then offensively he can hit, knock down threes. He got into the lane and hit some floaters, hit his free throws. Um, he just gets to his spots as well. That's what I noticed with the ball. Like he can get into the lane and make a play. Uh, so I just, I don't know, I really, really like Ertl a lot ever since the first time I seen him play last summer. And it looks like he's gotten even better. And 
um, Mount Vernon is going to have a uh, bright future with him and Juju Smith and a couple of these other guys coming back for him. I mean, they've got, yeah, they've got, I mean, they had three freshmen play a lot of varsity. Two of them started full time. They got two other freshman guards that were pretty much their leading scores in the JV or among their two or three leading scores in the JV. And they have the two 2025 kids, Teschendorf and, and Tanner Teschendorf and Tyler Davis. And that's a lot of young guys that, I mean, I think we're, I think we're pretty much thinking, knowing that now that Joe Bradburn is going to be the new head coach at Mount Vernon. Um, I don't know if that's fully been reported yet, but, but that seems to be where it's going. You know, that's, that's a lot of, a lot of toys to play with for, for a new head coach. But anybody you had seen in the past, you know, that you had seen a, a decent amount that, that popped. Because that's kind of where I'm going to go with my three guys. You're saying I I seen them beforehand and just watched them again, and they took a step. Yeah, something. Yeah, there was a there was a noticeable difference. I guess you mm. did talk about that a little bit with Fugit. One yeah. for me would have been uh, Robert Sorensen from Garen Catholic. I think. Yeah. He when we watched him at, at Kokomo, he didn't really do much or stand out to me in that Christmas tournament, but I feel like he did. Uh, Saturday, both games I saw, he was just tough nose point guard, really good on the ball, shoot it well, get to the basket whenever he wanted to. A lot of times too, so he he he's took a step for me. I, I would mention Jamin Townsend. I seen him play his freshman year at Northside uh, when he played when they played Northside. Uh, that is Marion, but um, yeah, I think he just he's yeah, God, he's got more. Uh, I think he's gotten obviously stronger, um, but it looks like he's just more fluid and shoots it better than he did then, more comfortable doing different things off the dribble and things like that. So I would say Jamin Townsend. If I say he's starting to play with more purpose, would you agree with that? Like, does that resonate with you? Yeah, it's... Like the lights are coming on a little bit as to... Yeah. Not not just that he's good, but... Yeah. You know, I don't I don't know how to explain it. Of course, you know, for Marion, he's got to do a lot of ball handling, but I think my guy, the guys I'm going to talk about at least, I know a couple of them. Well, one, I mean, I've, and obviously when we went through the 2025 class, we, we touched on a, a few, but I want to go back to Mark, Mark Zachary and and I think I left some stuff out here. Just his, again, you put him in a situation where he is with this team, with Team T, where he is the primary ball handler. He's not sharing it with anybody. Not that, I mean, they get a loose ball. They get a transition opportunity. They don't, it's not like they have to get the ball to him. But but when when the ball's inbounded, it goes to him. And he's he's the guy. And he's obviously then also able to create defensively, which that's something he does for Ben Davis as well. But, he is so freaking fast with the basketball that he just, he continually has extra gears that you can't, the the guy guarding him, especially in transitions, always trying to play catch up. 
and he doesn't ever get bumped off, bumped off course. He's always he can take contact. He plays through it. That's the football player in him. He makes contact first without without um, charging, without committing an offensive foul. And, and it, I mean, I'm not saying that he's getting away with anything. He's just able he's able to create that contact in his normal normal course to the bat to the basket. Um, you know, his the only thing that I I think that is a knock on him is, is any type of shooting where he is not stationary. Now he gets the rim as often as anybody when he puts the, you know, as often as anybody can. And he definitely can shoot the ball well when he's, when he gets a clean catch and he's, he's stationary, but you know, off the dribble, he's got to work on that a little bit. He definitely has a good mid paint floater game. Um, but a lot of times too, when he's at that point, he's just going to be able to make a move and get the basket, but anything off the move, anything off the dribble, that's where he has to improve offensively, but his decision-making, he is, he's not just making decisions. He's creating decisions. He's, he's creating openings for his teammates. He's drawing defenders, knowing where that next pass is going to go before it happens. And you know, I think that's something that another guy that I'm going to talk about here, I think that's something that has to click. And in this other in this other player, <laughs> that it is starting to click for Mark. And it, it maybe already has, but again, with with you know, Ben Davis this year, he had to share the ball a lot. You know, a lot of the primary ball handling stuff was was, you know, seeded to to Sheridan. Sheridan Sharp, as it should be, should have been, clearly worked. You know, you're 33 and 0. You don't, you don't go around. Mark Zachary's not running around thinking, man, I wish I'd have got more touches. You know, but, and then what makes him special is just how good defensively he is, and we saw that against Marcus Burton during the summer or during the Hall of Fame Classic, and we're definitely seeing it now, where he's playing guys his own age and just completely wrecking people, and. You know, I I do think that. Um, you know, I wonder at at six one, and it's probably going to be moot because he's probably going to play football in college. But I wonder at six one if he's still small enough that he gets targeted a little bit, with with a lot of scouting. Like you know, certainly in conference play, you know, do they do they kind of pick on him because he is he would be a smaller point guard at at a high major level. Uh, I think if he went basketball, he could he he would play his way into a high major situation. Too good of an athlete, too good of a decision maker, and it's not like his shot is bad. It's just right now off anything off the move is is inconsistent. But God, he's one of the best. He's one of the better defenders I've seen in a long time. I mean, he's up there with. I'm going to put him in there with the Darian Ringo classes of defenders, and oh, it. I mean, it just is. I mean. You know, I, you know, and Lynch, Steve Lynch of Brownsburg, you know, he may, he seems to listen every now and then. And he coached Darian for two years and he's had to play Zachary now for, for two years or well, at least one and a half before Zachary started getting real, you know, regular varsity minutes. But, but I mean, that's, that's where he's going with it. I, and I do wonder if there was, if there's a time where he become where he starts to look like a really good football player who's all a football player who's who's good at basketball, 
or if he still looks like a basketball player as he as he progresses through because those are two tough sports to sustain and um and then you just hope he can stay healthy too he's i mean he's no reason to think he won't but did they win a game this weekend i don't know i think um, they were they didn't win a pool game i know that they didn't win the game i watched but they they got a lot of guys there that they they're not really sure what they're doing defensively and he's kind of a one man show on defense the the player i touched on a little bit in talking about mark was or zachary was lebron go you know he had a rough year i thought for cathedral you know eventually lost the starting spot uh i i don't think that I definitely don't think Coach Delaney thinks any less of him as a as a player, as a prospect. Um, he also is extremely quick with the ball in his hands. Uh, he he uh, has seemingly added the ability to change, you know, to really change space, change pace and traffic, and and use hesitation dribbles to to give him time to make decisions. Thought he was finding more people. And again, you know, you, you measure a lot of this because there's no scouting, there's no game planning. You know, there's not a lot of defensive scheming. Um, and sometimes the scheming is we don't help off certain people. That's fine. At least that's a method. At least that's a plan. But I thought he was tremendous at getting in the paint and making decisions. And I thought those were things he struggled with during the school season, again, scouted, heavily coached. You know, other teams that they play are well coached. So I, I think that he in that he doesn't shoot the ball from range a whole lot. I didn't see it at all this weekend. Did anybody see him shoot from the perimeter? Yeah. Oh, not from the perimeter. But I was going to say it was an entertaining watching him play Indiana Elite's guard, quick, really quick guard. I don't know who he's an out-of-state kid. Oh, the kid from was, Michigan. It could be, yeah. They're number guard number 11. Elite. Number eleven. Yeah, yeah, they were going. It was kind of entertaining watching them go at it because both of them are super quick and both can handle, and they were kind of getting up in each other there. So that was pretty fun to watch. But, but I agree. I think uh, LeBron is just definitely just like I said, he's really quick with the ball. Um, can get get to get the spots. It's just now it's just like being able to score it, being a threat to score it, shoot it from outside, or you know score the basketball. But definitely can handle it and you know run the point. Yeah, and that's that's the thing for him is the, his range. Um, just didn't see it, you know, and and you know it's going to have to be something at his size that he's going to have to be able to show he can do. I think defensively, he he competed all weekend. I I did watch him a little bit Saturday. Got a chance to see him Sunday again. He competed in those games. He he is he lacks a little focus off the ball. Um. But I did like that he was able to fight through screens, not just able, but willing. Like he would chase his guy and and not, you know, not quit on the play. A lot of these guys in the summer, especially, will get hit with a screen, call out a switch. You know, you can guarantee they've not worked on switching techniques. That's just something they communicate with each other. Uh, but I he he fought through screens and and got chased his guy through. Uh, and then my last one is Michael Wellman. Portage plays for Indiana game. I thought his shot making this weekend was tremendous. 
Uh, he posted up a little bit. He he shot transition threes. He came off screens, hit threes. He was he would he would be the screener, pop out, hit a three. Um, cut into the paint, catch, get a basket. I mean, he scored all three levels a lot, and just sort of you know, just sort of really changed the scope. I've never seen him really just play with that much confidence. And I've never seen him play. And I did, we didn't, I didn't see Portage during the year. Um, That's going to change. They're down here for something. Are they playing in some event down here now? They might be playing at Fishers's holiday tourney. Maybe, maybe I think I saw that. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I saw something where they're going to play down here. Where I thought, oh, that's cool. And then what I also like about him too is when he doesn't have the shot, he doesn't stick with him. He gets, he moves it. He he's not out there. He's not going to ever be a guy that's against high level competition. He's not going to be a guy that that scores off isolation. He's going to be a guy that catches and shoots, drive closeouts. He's going to be a guy that plays without the basketball gets himself open that way, creates shots that way. And and I and I thought off the dribble too. Especially especially in space, especially in transition. He's he's looking for people. He's advancing the ball. He's not it's not always just the pass that leads the basket. He's moving the ball up to put pressure on the defense. I I really like that the ball does not stick with him. And and then defensively, he again he, another guy who competed. And for him, he's got to guard bigger guys at times. You know, then there's times where he's guarding more more perimeter oriented players. I thought he handled it all pretty well. And and it, in that, he, if he didn't rebound super well, he didn't get beat on the glass. Definitely doing a good job of keeping his guy off the glass. So pretty impressed with him offensively, and you know, really both sides of the ball, but. But offensively, I just saw some shot making with him that I hadn't seen just yet. I mean, he's definitely a good score, but just the the decisiveness, how quick things happen, or he's out there just getting rid of it, and uh, pretty effective overall. So I was, I thought he kind of popped a little bit. Any uh, anything else? I think we've kind of draw the end there. Did you see OPS at all? OPS twenty twenty five. Did not. I, I stuck high to school, so yeah, I sense. stuck to Sport One and Spice Friday and Saturday till the very very end of the evening when I saw Zach, and then Sunday I was at Turnstone. We talk about best warm up dunks. Oh man, oh, Dylan Moran's is Dylan Moran. Talk about that. Best flying around. Man, he was put on a show in front of Dominique Zach and I. Man. Oh. Not sure that he not sure that translated to the game. Yeah, but, yeah. But but, but the 360 windmills and, <laughs> it was like oh, man. Geez, every single time he had the ball, he was doing something new. Oof. <laughs> you know, he had to... us talking. Jeez. You know, we play in so many events that we're sometimes you're not allowed to dunk in warm-ups, and so you, you just cure that by not letting them dunk in warm-ups. And I had a class 2011 team that I thought I had some sleeper athletes, and I just was like, you know what? Screw it. 
I was tired of people saying we didn't have our guys weren't athletic enough. And I just like, just unleash it. Let's just go. And kind of was kind of old school that way. But now I'm just like, I don't care. Now I'll just go out there and dunk and make them. Cause it's, you see guys go out there and put on shows like that. And, you know, and you think, okay, well, it's maybe it's, I should be letting them do that. So that's, so I'm, I'm glad Dylan's out there showing, showing a little bit. Man, but that 360 that. windmill had me like, whoa. Yeah, okay. made us turn our heads. We were like, what's okay. going on over there? Now, the 360 windmill that may not come out in games yet, but but he is he tries to go through people now. And, you know, I'm wait, waiting for him and Kobe and him to get connected on some lob action there. They got to start making Dylan. They got to start making him the, the every now and then the ball screener. And, and let him ghost it even. And and so that way Kobe, because Kobe's still going to be able to get downhill. And if he can ghost that screen and get a step on his guy, then there ain't, there ain't a whole lot of help. It's not a whole lot of tagging the roll man in the summer. Uh, right. I think he can get loose for a couple, but yeah, well, good for him. Good, good for him. It was, I don't know if he went to, Carmel prom or not? There's some Garen Carmel prom swapping action. Oh, and prom. Nah, not like that. Not like talking about where Garen Garen boys going with Carmel girls and stuff like and vice versa. A lot of double prom action. You're getting all the gossip now, aren't you? <laughs> well, I coach half those damn kids, so I don't. I don't know that I have to. You're in the school now, Jim. I understand that, but. But at the same time, it's uh, they're also friends with their parents who post stuff on Facebook. <laughs> That's where I get still get ninety five percent of the information. So, prom was a little bit of a killer for those later games on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, it was. And you oh. know, open period or you know, it's not a it's not a Division One evaluation period. It's okay. I right for me for me this speech you know running slam weekends always tough because it, you also have SATs Saturday morning so i'm i'm never one to discourage them from taking as many opportunities to do you know to take that test so but anyway Kyler before we sign off what do you got coming up for your who's your illustrated we've got we got a few things we've got a interview with Trent Sicily coming up Got a highlight video scouting article coming up, and then for prep hoops, we've got uh, Havoc in the Heartland this uh, this weekend. So up in the Fishers Indie area. So Venus May Classic is this weekend as well. Zach, you uh, you're you're back at back on the fields, back on the soccer fields. fields. Yep, back on the pitch. Zach goes back on hiatus. uh, Back to the pitch. You coming? You're coming down from for uh, Charlie Hughes. I'll be right? down Charlie Hughes. Yeah, probably Saturday again. All right. Do I need to get my uh, front bedroom guest ready? Dominique, Zach, anybody? <laughs> I'll I'm be need... down to Charlie Hughes, but I'll, it'll be a one day, all day. Okay. Event. All right. I was going to say I'll need some notice if uh, if anybody's going to take in the Airbnb. It's a woodworking room right now, so. I'll be back on the field Saturday, Jim. One to zero. Now we had we got our first win. Well, now you're soccer. Soccer. Oh my god. Yeah, last week we gotta be putting these kids on eBay, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one hour on Saturday. We're not traveling, 
Same location. Yet. I'm not traveling yet. He's only three, but. but AAU soccer for four-year-olds. Let's go. (laughs) Play him up. All right, guys. Good job. We'll talk next week. Later. Later.